0: The weekend is back, and here on the Y'all Show, we are set here to morph into the Y'all Kickoff Show, and for the next hour, we're going to get you all set for Saturday's big games. Hello, my name is John Rawl, and here on this program, we've got your week six college football Saturday lineup. We'll walk through it. We've got news from across the college football landscape, mostly it's out of the SEC and Mostly, it's all about injuries as some key figures not suiting up, it looks like, here on this game day. We'll have all that right here on this program powered by y'all.com, the South's homepage. And again, this is an hour-long show where we put a little southern lens on college football and tell you about all the big games. We have, again, some great news that we'll be passing along in our upcoming segment. We also will be telling you about the Red River Shootout. It goes down in Dallas, and in our next segment, Matt Herrimans, who is our barbecue barrister on the Y'all Show, he also is our Big 12 insider, and he breaks down his thoughts on this big game between a very good Texas team. They've come off the mat since getting throttled in the Ozarks, and Texas meets Oklahoma in a top 25 battle at the Cotton Bowl. Matt Herman's will weigh in on that. Then we've got a couple of coaches. Speaking of the team that throttled Texas once, the Arkansas Razorbacks got throttled themselves last week between the hedges. On this football Saturday, they wind their way to Oxford, and the Mississippi Landsharks and the Arkansas Razorbacks are meeting up on the gridiron. The head hog, Sam Pittman, is going to be on in our next segment talking about his team as it gets ready to face off against Lane Kiffin, Matt Corral, and the rest of the red and blue Sharks. All that's coming up, plus how about the Kentucky Wildcats? My goodness, they debuted in the AP poll at number 16 after they got a great win on Kroger Field's blue surface, if you will, although it's mostly green. The end zones are blue. Uh, Kentucky beat Florida last week, and they got a chance to keep the fun going LSU pays a visit to the former Commonwealth Stadium on this Saturday. We'll break that down courtesy of the head coach of the Cats, Mark Stoops, is going to talk about his team and the celebration that was had last week, a celebration that cost a quarter of a million dollars to the University of Kentucky by having all those fans storm the field. We talk about it on General Gridiron when he says, We're going to storm the field. Well, the Cat fans did that last weekend, and and now they're having to pay up. Speaking of General Gridiron, he'll be on later in the hour. That is a fun feature that walks through the lineup of the weekend, and it does it in a very funny way. Or I think it's funny. It should be funny. General Gridiron coming up later in the hour, and also we'll wrap it up with another refresh of the top 25 games before we get out of here. We'll do that and tell you about some of the big games in FCS football on this football Saturday. If you want to get involved with the Y'all Kickoff Show, our number is 803-816-1170. That's a text line. You can text us anytime. As we broadcast on great stations across the Southeast and also available in podcast form, you can find the Y'all Kickoff Show and its sister show, the Y'all Show, which Monday through Friday is a three-hour show that's all about the South, a combination of news, news, a combination of great Southern sports talk. It's got food. It's got travel. It's got a little political talk, some cultural stuff, things you're not going to find anywhere else. It's called the Y'all Show. It's on radio stations across the South, but it's also available in podcast form. Just search for Y'all Show, and therefore you'll get the Y'all Show and the Y'all Kickoff Show all right there together. Pretty neat how that all works out. All right, let's go into what's going on on the gridiron on this weekend as far as the Saturday matchups. You can tune into ABC at high noon Eastern, 11 o'clock Central, from the Cotton Bowl, the only college football game that's played there, at least during the regular season each year. What a glorious sight that's always it is there, especially if it's a nice beautiful sunny day there just outside of the State Fair of Texas. The Longhorns rank number 21. Sarkeesian's got his bovines back in Big D and they're going to face off against the Oklahoma Sooners and the Sooners and Lincoln Riley roll in rank number six. That's one of your early games on this Saturday. Also, you got a Big Ten battle that might be A shootout, at least for one side of the scoreboard. The number 7 Ohio State Buckeyes host Maryland there from the horseshoe. Rutgers and Michigan State look for an upset in this one, and that one going to be played there in Piscataway. It's on the Big Ten Network, early start there. Early start in Oxford as, again, the number 17 Mississippi Landsharks bouncing back from their throttling in Tuscaloosa last weekend. They face off against a team from the SEC West who also got their you-know-what's handed to them. Arkansas tries to get off the mat. They're ranked number 13. ESPN has this one kicking off at 12 noon, 11 o'clock Grove time. The early game on the SEC network Saturday, the number twenty Florida Gators try to get back from their embarrassing loss to Kentucky as Dan Mullins gators they've got the Vanderbilt Commodores. Vandy comes in with a little bit of a win streak. Vandy with a very dramatic kick to win against Yukon last weekend. Vandy as bad as it's been for Vandy right now, Vandy sits at two and three, I think is their cumulative total thus far with wins over colorado state and uconn Mm, wish you luck bandy by the way florida wearing some really cool throwbacks on this football saturday from florida field tennessee and south carolina wow this ought to be a good one espn2's got this one from neyland stadium it's a 12 o'clock knoxville kick as shane beamer a university of tennessee alumnus he got his master's degree from UT. He was kind of bragging about it earlier in the week in his press conference. He goes up against Josh Heupel, the, the pairing of first-year coaches in the SEC. And Heupel, man, what a job Tennessee did in Como, Columbia, Missouri last week. And if Tennessee can get that run game going and South Carolina can't stop it, look out on Rocky Top. Again, ESPN2 is where you'll find this one. In the Big 12, Baylor and West Virginia get together on Fox Sports 1. This one is an early kick. Also across the South, Georgia Tech, which got a very embarrassing loss added to its list of losses. Georgia Tech's on the road at Wallace Way taking on the Duke Blue Devils. This is a 12.30 Durham time kick. In CUSA action, Marshall and Old Dominion get together on the CBS Sports Network starting at 2 o'clock Huntington time. Louisville and Virginia – Virginia with a thrilling win at Miami. Louisville with a really, really close stinging loss to Wake last week. The ACC Network's got this one kicking at 3 o'clock Louisville time. Auburn ranked number 18 and number 2 Georgia. This is the first of two CBS games on this football Saturday. The Deep South's oldest rivalry renews at Jordan-Hare Stadium. This one's going to be well worth watching. How good is Georgia? We think Georgia's one of the best teams in college football. Hey, they can back it up if they go into East Alabama and walk out of Jordan-Hare with a convincing win. They just can't sneak past the War Eagles. They got to go in there and beat them. Conversely, Coach Harson and the Tigers pulled the upset, in my opinion, as they went into LSU last weekend and this top 20 program, Auburn, Man, what a shock it would be if they ended up beating Georgia, where their only loss thus far would be to a very good Penn State team. And that could change things dramatically. Again, this is the first of two CBS games this weekend. BYU's got Boise State on ABC also kicking off in the mid-afternoon slot. ESPN 2's got that undefeated Wake Forest Demon Deacon bunch. They're going up to the Carrier Dome. Syracuse awaits for a mid-afternoon battle on ESPN 2. Your mid-afternoon CBS Sports Network game features the number 24 SMU Mustangs. SMU looking very good so far. Already got a good win over TCU. And the Mustangs, the Ponies gallop up to Annapolis as the Navy midshipmen await. Again, this is a mid-afternoon CBS Sports Network broadcast. UAB's back at home at their brand-new facility for a second straight weekend. This time, they're playing a little Conference USA action against the FAU Owls, their first home game as a conference member there at Progressive or Protective Stadium, I think is what it's called there, in the Magic City. Liberty, which played UAB last week, Hugh Freeze's team is back home. They've got MTSU coming in for a game in the mid-afternoon slot. The FSU Seminoles got their first win last week over Syracuse. Mike Norvell's team packs its bag. They'll be at Keenan Stadium visiting North Carolina. This is the 3:30 Eastern, 2:30 kick on ESPN. The Big Ten Network's got the man struggling Wisconsin Badgers. They're going to be at Memorial Stadium in Champaign to take on the Illinois Illini. Can Brett Belima's team give Wisconsin another setback? Hmm, I think they could. Eastern, missions get Eastern Michigan and Miami of Ohio have a game mid-afternoon. Also across the mostly south here. Well, let me tell you about a big game in the Big Ten network. That's what I, in the Big Ten world, I should say. Iowa and Penn State on Fox. This is a 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Central These two teams are ranked in the top four. It's number 4 Penn State and the number 3 Iowa Hawkeyes from Kinnick Stadium. This is a monster game in the Big Ten. And we'll find out which team's going to ride this victory on to possibly getting into the playoff when it's all said and done. This, again, on the Fox Network late afternoon. Mizzou's got a game out of conference. This will be broadcast on the SEC Network starting at 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Columbia time as North Texas winds its way to central Missouri. East Carolina will be at UCF late afternoon. UTEP is in Hattiesburg, where the Rock awaits, and also the Southern Miss Golden Eagles await. Western Kentucky and UTSA. UTSA is looking mighty good these days, and they're going to be on the road in Bowling Green for this game late afternoon. Texas Tech and TCU, they have a little bit of a saddle rivalry going down. ESPN is where you can tune this thing in starting at 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Lubbock time. The Troy Trojans, which had a gallant fight against South Carolina last week, they've got the Georgia Southern Eagles. GSU really struggling, got an interim coach, and they go to the Wiregrass for this game that kicks at 7 Eastern, 6 Central. Air Force has Wyoming on Saturday evening. How about this one? Nebraska and number nine, Michigan. This is going to be your ABC primetime game. And can Scott Frost's team get that big, elusive signature victory? Well, they got a chance. Michigan's ranked in the top ten. Is Michigan for real? Now, beating Nebraska won't necessarily prove that Michigan's back, but it'll go a long way. ABC, again, is where you'll find this one. Notre Dame makes its second trip ever to Blacksburg. Virginia Tech is the opponent. ACC Network is the network for this one that starts at 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central. Notre Dame, Dame, which got pummeled last week by Cincinnati, they have sunk again to that number 14 ranking. Virginia Tech, which has fallen out of the polls, even though they beat North Carolina to start the season, they are looking to get back in the polls and beating the Irish, would go a long way it's going to be a great one on the sec network in prime time as the number 16 kentucky wildcats host the lsu tigers from kroger field in lexington that second of cbs games of the day as the texas a&m aggies which again with their backup quarterback situation it's not looking good aggie fans but you got a chance to shock the world. It's the number one Crimson Tide waltzing into Aggieland, and this starts at 8 Eastern, 7 o'clock Kyle Field time between the Ags and the Crimson Tide. In Northeast Louisiana, you got Louisiana Monroe hosting Georgia State in primetime. On the Fox Network primetime, the USC Trojans and the Utah Utes They kick off at 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central, 5 o'clock L.A. time. Hey, did you realize the San Diego State Aztecs were in the top 25? They're ranked 25. Fox Sports 1 has their home game against the New Mexico Lobos, kicking at 9 Eastern, 8 Central. Tulsa, they have had a roller coaster of a year, starting with a loss to start the year against UC Davis. (laughs) And Tulsa, they'll be spinning strong and trying to get a victory against a team that's been spiraling out of control the last two weeks. Memphis comes to Tulsa. Memphis just lost a game to Temple last week. Before that, they lost to the Roadrunners of UTSA following a big home win over Mississippi State. Ryan Silverfield's team needs to get it together. ESPN 2 is where you'll see the Tigers and the Golden Hurricane in the primetime hours. Arizona and UCLA have a Pac-12 battle. That's on ESPN starting at 10.30 Eastern, 9.30 Central. And the last college football game of note on this football Saturday, the Wolf Space Pack of Nevada have New Mexico State coming into Reno, this game from Mackay Stadium kicks at 10:30 Eastern, 9:30 Central on the CBS Sports Network, and that is an overview of what all's going on. When we come back on the Y'all Show, I'm going to fill you in on some injury news, and we'll also hear from a few of the coaches, and we'll get Big 12 Barrister, our guy Matt Herman's, to weigh in on this Red River Shootout of top 25 teams, Oklahoma. And the Texas Longhorns. That is coming right back after we take this quick break on the Y'all Kickoff Show, powered by y'all.com, the South's homepage.
1: learning a new language, but it never seems to stick? That's because there's more to language than learning vocab words. Babbel is different. Babbel's multiple ways to learn helps you explore every aspect of a new language anytime, right from your phone or computer. Practice real-life conversations in the Babbel app. Como te llamas? Como te llamas? Get personalized help from an instructor in Babbel's live online classes.
2: Classes are limited to six people. We keep them small so everyone can get the help and practice they need.
1: Review words and phrases with fun games, or dive into the culture with short videos. Whatever your learning motivation, Babbel gives you the tools you'll need to explore your new language. And Babbel is built around real life. Everything from the interactive lessons and live online classes to the podcasts and games will teach you things you'll actually use. So you're ready for real life conversations with Babbel you can speak a new language. Babbel. More ways to explore. More ways to learn. Start learning today at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. .com. (laughs) Babbel.com.
0: The Sooners and the Longhorns. They get together for their annual feud in Big D this weekend as the Cotton Bowl hosts the Red River Rivalry. Some say Red River Shootout ought to be great. Again, you can tune that in starting at noon Eastern 11 Central on ABC. Matt Herman's is our Big 12 insider. He's standing by. We're going to get his thoughts as I had a chance to talk to him earlier in the week on the Y'all Show all about this Red River Uh, shootout, and we'll hear what he has to say. We also have audio coming up in just a few minutes from the head coach of the Kentucky Wildcats, Mark Stoops, and we also have audio from the head hog, Sam Pittman. As his Razorbacks try to get back in the win column, they are going to be in the shadows of the Grove this weekend. A quick update on some injuries, mostly from the SEC as LSU travels to Lexington this weekend, it looks like they won't have the services of Derek Stingley Jr., the LSU quarterback, out indefinitely now after having a procedure on an injured foot. The school announced this earlier in the week as the junior originally injured the foot in the summer but was able to return to play in the first three games of the season. But Stingley Jr. injured the foot again and has missed the past two games. Coach O said there's no timetable for Derek Stingley Jr. to get back to the Bayou Bengals. We wish him well. Another injury item out of the SEC West, linebacker Drew Sanders of Alabama is expected to miss this weekend's game at Texas A&M. He had to have hand surgery. Nick Saban said earlier in the week that it's probably going to be out for this game and maybe a little worse than they thought, according to Sabin. Sanders was already filling in for the Week 1 starter, Christopher Allen, who suffered a season-ending foot injury when Miami and Alabama got together in Week 1. So a loss there. Linebacker Drew Sanders not expected to play when the Tide play at Aggieland. Also in SEC News, cornerback Ennis Rakestraw. What a, what, what a name, and I forgot to put the junior on his name. Ennis Rakestraw Jr., tore his ACL as the Tigers practice this week, and now he's out indefinitely with this torn ACL. He's appeared in four of Missouri's five games. He got thirteen tackles and two pass breakups in this. He's a sophomore from West Dallas, Texas. He actually started all ten games for Eli Drinkwitz's Tigers last season and had twenty-four tackles and six pass breakups. We wish this young man well again, sustaining a torn ACL in practice as Mizzou tries to bounce back from a horrible, horrible home loss to Tennessee last week, and they go out of conference. They've got North Texas coming into Como for a game at Memorial starting at 4 Eastern, 3 o'clock Columbia time. That's on the SEC network. Now, let's look a little closer at some of the games going on this weekend. That Red River shootout between Texas and OU goes down at the Cotton Bowl. Each week on the Y'all Show, we have our bar- barbecue and Big 12 barrister stop by. His name is Matt Herman's, and we had him weigh on, on this top 25 matchup of these two hated rivals. Still in the Big 12, moving on to the SEC before you know it. But here is Matt Herman's thoughts on what we're going to see between T U T and O U.
3: I'm going to surprise some folks. I think, um, I think it'll be close. And I I think, I think the University of Texas is going to win the game. I think so too. Uh, And I think for some of the reasons we've talked about before, the, um, you know, you take the Arkansas game out of the picture and that was, um, I don't want to completely throw it out. That was a real football game and they got, they got hammered. But, um, the way they've bounced back, the way the offense has looked, and the way the defense has started to to play. It seems like the trajectory for Texas right now is a little bit better than the, than the Oklahoma Sooners who are kind of struggling on both sides of the ball. So I think it'll be close. I think it'll be good. Um, but I, I'll take the Longhorns.
0: And let's not forget, the Longhorns already with a couple of Big 12 wins under their saddle. They've got wins over, of course, TCU. But they beat Texas Tech pretty good in Austin.
3: Mm-hmm. yep they did um and just kind of that offense kind of clicking i feel like steve flark he's he's always been able to run an offense i think everybody's known that um he's got other questions but he's always been able to to put together an offense and i think that offense after the quarterback change i think it is now starting to really click and i think oklahoma is going to have some issues stopping that texas offense uh, in a big way.
0: All right, that was our Big 12 insider from the Y'all Show, Matt Herman's, and his thought on the rivalry game between UT and OU. That's an early kick on this football Saturday. Also, kicking early, you're going to have to be wearing that remote out here on this day. You've got a game between Mississippi and Arkansas that takes place at Vault Hemingway Stadium, zip code three eight six five five is where this one is located if you want to pull up it on the map or send a postcard. Sam Pittman takes his Hogs in. It's the first time Coach Pittman's gone to Oxford as a head coach. And last week, things didn't go well for Pittman when he went back to his old employer, the University of Georgia. He got blanked there by the number two team in the country, the Dogs. Now, Tony Landshark's ball club welcomes in the Hogs. And we're going to see maybe some great offense for one team and if Sam Pittman wants to stay in this game and win it he's going to have to find a way to stop that high powered Matt Corral fueled offense Sam Pittman talks about his team talks about the matchup and more in a clip from his weekly press conference let's take you to Fayetteville for the coach of Arkansas
4: you know honestly i think everybody saw we just weren't ready for the grand stage yet and that's all of us and um this is going to be a big stage cuz it's ESPN and all those things but You know, the college game day atmosphere, the 93,000, you know, there was a lot of kids after the game, after I spoke with them, said it's the loudest crowd. They haven't ever been in anything like that before. And we tried to simulate it in practice and obviously didn't have it turned up loud enough. They have really good backs. I mean, they break tackle and they're fast. And, uh, you know, they led it last year. I don't know where they are as far as in the SEC this year, but have to be high because, they're right around 250 yards a game. I, I believe that's the number. It's close to that. And, um, you know, they run a, a, a very similar offense running-wise that we do. Uh, a lot of zone fills, a lot of uh, uh, nakeds off of that, a lot of stretch plays, and they run gaps like we do. So very similar uh, running running style of, of runs. Sam Pittman,
0: coach of the Arkansas Razorbacks, talking about his team's performance, which was not all that great in Athens last week, and then bringing up an an, an element of Lane Kiffin's offense that you don't give enough credit to, perhaps, and Pittman was pointing that out. How about that Mississippi ground game? Going to be a great one. Tune that in from the early start on ESPN this football Saturday you got a Kentucky LSU game going on. It's going to be back-to-back weeks of excitement from Kroger Field. And Coach Mark Stoops of Kentucky, congratulations. Let me just take a moment and say, Big Blue Nation, congratulations. I mean, I want to pat you on the behind, and I want to give you a big hug because you've put up with a lot of crazy stuff in your history with football. And right now, you're in the top fifth. Well, you're technically 16. You're ranked 16 in the country. You should beat LSU this weekend and that'll move you up maybe even into the top 10 or pretty close to it. Things are good. Don't screw it up, Kentucky is what I'm trying to set it up here on the y'all kickoff show. Hey, and the guy that's going to make sure that doesn't happen, or at least he better not make sure it happens is Mark Stoops, the head cat. Here's his conference from this week, talking about what he's got with his team as it prepares for LSU.
5: When we, have an opportunity like that and we have a sellout crowd and you're playing a top 10 team in the country, uh, one that uh, has tormented our fan base for 50 years, you know, there, there's no denying that that it's important, but as is every game, right? I mean, th- this one's every bit as important, if not more, because it's the next opportunity and you have to stay in that reality. You know, w- was it important? Absolutely. Does it help our recruiting? without question you know and uh you know it it's it's hard you know you put all this in there but you know what we had some guys on campus that I had to spend some time with and so the, the the partying's all over once that once I celebrate with that team in that locker room I gotta go back to work and recruit some dudes you know we I want some dudes that change the digits on the scoreboard you know and that's that's what we need and that's you know I mean, I'll say this. I mean, I, I I busted it last night on Papa Shot. No, I did. I kicked the
0: butt. Huh? Papa Shot? Papa Shot? Never heard of it. I guess I am out of touch with society. I'm not out of touch with the Kentucky Wildcat football team. Again, ranked number 16 in the country, the SEC Network has UK's home battle with LSU. Wow. Wow, wow, what a great day of football we have ahead. And you know what? What a great show of the Y'all Kickoff Show we still have. When we come back, General Gridiron is here with his humorous take on the weekend's action. I bet he's got something to say about Coach Stoops' cats. All that is ahead as the Y'all Kickoff Show for Week 6 continues.
6: If you're worried about your borderline blood pressure, hear how others are taking charge with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula.
1: Garlic works safely and naturally to support my blood pressure.
6: Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula has a custom blend of garlic vitamins and minerals, so you know it works.
5: No garlic taste, no garlic breath.
6: Take charge of your blood pressure with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural references only the garlic in the product. Use as directed.
0: Welcome into the bunker of General Gridiron, field marshal of football forecasting. We're about to map out the way this college football weekend is going to go. Will your favorite team be marching to victory, or will the enemy be taking your battle flag? This weekend, things are really cooking in Lone Star Land. Number one Bama goes to College Station to play the not-even-ranked Ags. And just up the road, we've got you covered on the Red River Shootout between OU and Texas. So grab your helmet and man those battle stations. Get ready for another round of General Gridiron's football foretelling. Oklahoma versus Texas Speaking of that shootout, since 1886, the State Fair of Texas has thrilled spectators with rides, candy apples galore, and brisket aplenty. Across the street at the house that Doak built, the Texas OU game, or OU Texas, or better known by the renegade moniker Red River Shootout, will go down for the 116th time, having been played in Big D as early as 1912. The historian will be etching this contest in the books upon kickoff. These rivals are both really good and are the favorites to battle again for Big 12 supremacy. It helps that this game pits a number 21 Horns team and a number 6 Land Grabbers Legion with a potential Heisman Trophy winner under center. Spencer Rattler's going to have a good time at Cotton Bowl Stadium, but the Golden Hat Trophy will go atop a bunch of bovines when this one ends. The Generals victor, Texas in an upset. Boise State at BYU. It's been a long time since the Broncos looked up at the calendar in the month of October and noticed a losing record upon them. First-year coach Andy Avalos has his horses riding low at two and three. But a chance to stampede the number 10 Cougars, well, that's the perfect horse nip. Brigham's boys have the potential to turn 2021 into 1984, the one and only year the Desert Dwellers got a national championship. And with all those topsy-turvy upsets we've already seen this fall, BYU's going to keep creeping up the polls unless Joseph Smith tells them to stop. The General's victor, BYU. Arkansas at Mississippi. Both of these SEC West squads just can't wait to wipe the hard drive from last week's poor performances against the nation's number one and number two teams respectively. Pig Suey got his tail whacked by Bama, and we'll find out how this team rebounds on this football Saturday. The Grovers are back where parties are never lost, and having Pig U snort around the Oxford campus is a bit beneath the chandelier and the tailgate tense crowd. But on the field, Matt Corral will get his fighting fake fish ready for an offensive onslaught on Arkansas that will be too much for Bumper Pool and company to silence. The Generals' victor, Mississippi. Villanova at James Madison. An FCS top-10 clash of Colonial Athletic Association leaders kicks off in Harrisonburg, Virginia's Bridgeforth Stadium. Kirk Signetti, now in his third year guiding the Dukes, has never lost a CAA game. Impressive and he took JMU back to the national championship game in Frisco in his very first year. Villanova, whose only loss this season was a respectable three-touchdown loss to Big Ten power Penn State, is trying to get back to the good old days. Not exactly the 1936 season, where they went to the Bacardi Bowl in Havana and played to a 7-7 tie with Auburn, but more like 2009, a year in which the Wildcats slam-dunk their way to an FCS national championship. This game in the Shenandoah Valley will be worth checking out. The Generals victor, James Madison, and a close one. Georgia at Auburn. The 126th playing of the Deep South's oldest rivalry. The slow-walking but high-flying number two dogs enjoy a four-game win streak in this series, which is without a doubt a really good annual affair of great college football. Ugga gets back to the Plains on a full belly. He feasted on a huge helping a pig last week between the hedges, and lately things have been a walk in the park for this mutt. But Brian harson has got the War Eagles believing they can pounce on just about anybody. This one will come down to B.O., and whether it's B.O. Bo Nix or B.O. Bo Jackson in the backfield for the White Helmets, it really won't matter in this SEC on CBS Mid-Afternoon Production. The General's victor, Georgia. Ahead on General Gridiron, cardiac arrest warning. LSU plays against the Kentucky Wildcats in Lexington this Saturday. Also, the biggest game of the weekend is a top five clash of Big Ten teams, Penn State's at Iowa. Keep it here. General Gridiron will be right back with the Victors.
7: It's been tough talking to my doctor about constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. I finally laid all my symptoms out there and how they keep coming back. She said I may have irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. We agreed. It's time to try something different.
8: Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with C Visit a doctor in person or online. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals.
0: Howdy, soldiers. This is General Gridiron back with you. Each week, this fabulous football forecast is heard on some of the finest radio stations where college football reigns supreme, including WSBM FM 97.9 in Florence, Alabama, Fox Sports Shoals. And the Warrior, radio home of the Bottom Purple Warriors, KFYN AM 1420 and 103.9 FM in Bottom, Texas. We appreciate all of our radio affiliates. Now, let's get back into the football fight. TCU at Texas Tech. The West Texas Championship Saddle Trophy is up for grabs in Lubbock when these two ride into Jones AT&T Stadium primetime Saturday. Since them Texas Toads got in the Big 12 back in 2012, this has been a very evenly matched series between the two schools, which are four and a half hours apart. <laughs> That's like being next door in West Texas. This season, Gary Patterson's Frogs ain't jumping on all cylinders, as evidenced by the 2-2 two and two record. Even though this one's just a few mud puddles away, Super Frog will get pounded by Raider Red, the Mask Rider, and a tortilla-tossing home crowd. The Generals' victor, Texas Tech. LSU at Kentucky. These two SEC teams don't play that much. In fact, 2014 was the last time they met. But for some crazy reason, games between UK and LSU get a little, or a lot, wacky. From the Bluegrass Miracle of 2002 to the 3 ot Kentucky Triumph in 2007 over the eventual national champion Bayou Bengals, this wacky series gets extra wacky when it's played in Lexington. Coach O and his Jungle Cats are messing all over themselves in their little box, and the more domesticated felines of Kentucky are just going to sit back and enjoy the show this Saturday. The Generals victor, Kentucky in a wacky one. Notre Dame at Virginia Tech. The Irish are back in southwest Virginia for only the second time, and this is a lovely place to be this time of year. Fall foliage, antique shopping, farmer's markets, and you're a long way from the big city media experts ready to grill you for a double-digit home loss to Cincinnati. The Bearcats expose weaknesses in Brian Kelly's ball club. Now, Justin Fuente's battling turkeys are ready to carve the number 14 Irish into more pieces. Braxton Burmeister's arm twirl will be a-going, and Skipper, the cannon inside Lane Stadium, will be on semi-automatic for this upset. The General's victor, Virginia Tech. Alabama at Texas A&M. You don't have Johnny Football to kick around the gridiron anymore, so this one's lost a little bit of the glow since A&M's thunderclap of an entry into the Southeastern Conference almost a decade ago. On this part two of a CBS doubleheader from Kyle Field, Jimbo Fisher will try to best his old boss, something he's not very good at. Bryce Young and the Tide come crashing their crimson wave in the Brazos Valley with a top ranking in two. Big I will keep it close for a bit, but the cracks will appear in the Ag's boots in the second half. The Generals' victor, Alabama rolls. Penn State at Iowa. PSU checks in at number four this week. The Beaver Stadium bunch are 5-0 and and have kind of been in the shadows of those two SEC schools hovering high in the rankings. James Franklin's perfectly okay with that kind of, quote, no-respect treatment. Keep winning and let the cards fall where they may. This Saturday trip to Iowa City will be a doozy as the number three Hawkeyes have a top five clash at Kinnick Stadium where a pink locker room awaits the visitors. This contest is the weekend's one to watch. The Generals' victor, Penn State. We've already looked at the weekend's biggest battles across the nation, but hang on to your sombrero. There's more around the corner. We'll be back in a moment to wrap up this week's General Gridiron with our Rapid Fire Picks.
1: Have you tried learning a new language, but it never seems to stick? That's because there's more to language than learning vocab words. Babbel is different. Babbel's multiple ways to learn helps you explore every aspect of a new language, anytime, right from your phone or computer. Practice real life conversations in the Babbel app. Como te llamas?
6: Como te llamas?
1: Get personalized help from an instructor in Babbel's live online classes.
2: Classes are limited to six people. We keep them small so everyone can get the help and practice they need.
1: Review words and phrases with fun games, or dive into the culture with short videos. Whatever your learning motivation, Babbel gives you the tools you'll need to explore your new language. And Babbel is built around real life. Everything from the interactive lessons and live online classes to the podcasts and games will teach you things you'll actually use. So you're ready for real life conversations with Babbel, you can speak a new language. Babbel. More ways to explore. More ways to learn. Start learning today at Babbel.com. That's b-a-b-b-e-l.com. com.
7: Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief <coughs> of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table. Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. (sighs) For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed.
0: This is General Gridiron back with you. We've already maneuvered through this weekend's frontline college football showdowns. Now it's time to fix bayonets and storm the field with our rapid fire football forecast. USC tops Utah. Wake Forest lays the good book on Syracuse. Nickel State Bayonets Southeastern Louisiana. Baylor best West Virginia. Marshall throttles Old Dominion. North Carolina steps on Florida State. Air Force bombs Wyoming. Michigan escapes at Nebraska. Chattanooga sieges VMI. Ohio State mauls Maryland. Memphis stops the bleeding at Tulsa. Florida drowns Vanderbilt. Tennessee keeps it going versus South Carolina. Duke out engineers Georgia Tech. Louisville flies past Virginia. SMU gallops over Navy. Oregon State beats Washington State. South Alabama two steps past Texas State. UCF spanks East Carolina and the UT Martin Skyhawks squat down on the Murray State Racers. Well, troops, you can now put your swords back in their scabbards. We're all out of picks on this week's edition of General Gridiron. We'll be back again next week, same General Gridiron time, same General Gridiron station. So don't forget to tune us in on the radio. This is John Rawl, the General of Gridiron Glory, thanking you for letting me be part of your weekend celebration. General Gridiron is a production of Y'all. For more, log on to y'all.com, the South's home page.
9: That'll be all.
0: The Deep South's oldest rivalry renewed at Jordan-Hare Stadium in Auburn. CBS has this one kicking off between the Tigers and the number two Georgia Bulldogs. And this one at 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central. Number 18 Auburn, number two them silver britches. Other teams in the top 25 as we wrap up things here in our final segment of the Y'all Kickoff Show. Number 21, Texas and Oklahoma, ranked number six, are together at the Cotton Bowl for the Red River Shootout. ABC's got this one as the early game on this football Saturday. The Maryland Terrapins try to get back in the win column. They're going to be on Fox taking on Ohio State in an early game on this Saturday. In Vaught-Hemingway Stadium in Oxford, Mississippi ranked number 17. They've got the Arkansas Razorbacks. Both of these teams trying to bounce back from losses, embarrassing losses, last week. 12 Eastern, 11 o'clock Grove time on ESPN between the Hogs and the Land Sharks. The Florida Gators ranked 20. They sank pretty low, and they're swimming low in the swamp. They got the Vanderbilt Commodores coming in for a game on the SEC Network, 12 Eastern, 11 o'clock Central from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Also in the South, the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, they're 5-0, and and Wake on ESPN2 takes on Syracuse from the Carrier Dome in mid-afternoon action. In Annapolis, the Navy Midshipmen welcome in the number 24 SMU Mustangs. The CBS Sports Network has this one at 3.30 Eastern. Also in the South, Virginia Tech's got at Lane Stadium. Notre Dame waltzing in. And the Irish and the Hokies together on the ACC Network starting at 7.30. Irish rank 14 after their loss to Cincinnati last Saturday. That UK bunch we've been telling you a lot about, they and LSU get together at Kroger Field. And that starts at 7.30 Lexington time on the SEC Network. It's the second of two CBS specials here on this football Saturday. And from Aggieland and Kyle Field, Jimbo Fisher's team, which is really struggling right now. They lost to Mississippi State last week. The Aggies have Alabama ranked number one in the country coming into to Aggieland. This one kicks at 8 Eastern, 7 Central. Now to some FCS fun. We love our FCS football across the southeast and some games of note going on there. Starting early, you got the Aggies of North Carolina A&T and the UNA Lions and some Big South action. That one taking place at BB&T Stadium in Greensboro, North Carolina. The Nichols Colonels, they've got their swords out, and they welcome in their neighbors from the North Shore. The Southeastern Lions come into Thibodeau this weekend. VMI, which had a tough loss in the Military Classic of the South last weekend. The Keydets at home against a very good Chattanooga Mox team. Some SoCon fun. Elsewhere in the SoCon on Saturday, you've got the Wofford Terriers at home in the Battle of the Upstate. Wofford and Spartanburg and the Furman Paladins out of Greenville, South Carolina, they get together at Gibbs Stadium. We told you about this earlier in General Gridiron. James Madison, the Dukes and Villanova together in some CNA, CAA fun here on this football Saturday. How about this battle taking place in the Missouri Valley Conference, North Dakota State, and Northern Iowa? Always some good programs there in the Midwest, and Gate City Bank Field is where you'll see this one early on Saturday. How about this East Texas fun? The Sam Houston State Bearcats have Lamar coming over from Beaumont with a mid-afternoon kick there. The UT Martin Skyhawks out of the OVC, their neighbors just across the border in Kentucky. Murray State, the Racers gallop on down to Martin. This one ought to be a good one. That one kicks at 3 Eastern, 2 o'clock Martin, Tennessee time. The Alabama A&M Bulldogs, they've got Deion Sanders coming into to Lewis Cruz Stadium for a game mid-afternoon. It's Jackson State and Alabama A&M. The Jacksonville State Gamecocks. Wow, what a matchup here. A team from all the way out in Nacogdoches, Texas. The Lumberjacks, they pack up their axes and head to East Alabama as they're in Jacksonville, Alabama, visiting the Gamecocks for a mid-afternoon meetup. ETSU and the Citadel get together at Johnson City. ETSU right now, perfect on the season. They've already got a win over Vanderbilt to their credit. This is going to be a good SOCON battle. Both of these teams have won and have no losses in socon play the running bulldogs of gardner webb and the campbell fighting camels in a battle of north carolina schools they are together at six eastern for this bat- battle in bowling springs north carolina and lastly the south carolina state bulldogs will be in tallahassee these two teams forever have been in the meac now famu has moved on to the SWAC, and sc state tries to get a win on the road against florida a and m And that's a breakdown of all the fun going on in college football here for this football Saturday. We hope all of you have a wonderful, wonderful weekend, and we'll be right back here going forward with more of the recap. And, of course, we've got a whole new week of the Y'all Kickoff Show coming to you next weekend. So, everybody, have a wonderful day. Plenty of incredible games on the tube if you're not there in person. And have a great time, and we'll see you back here. The podcast, again, available At y'all.com, as well as other places that you get your favorite podcasts. John Rawls signing off from the Y'all Kickoff Show.
7: Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street.
0: The weekend is here. We are the Y'all Show. Get your party on thanks to David Lee Murphy. Take it away, fellas. She couldn't
2: keep from crying
0: when she told
2: me goodbye. But I knew, Lord, it was breaking her heart and she was breaking mine. So for the sake of her feelings and the sake of my pride, Sitting here soaking up the neon lights, misery looking for some company. And tonight I'm looking for a party cry slamming the back and laughing out loud. With the smoke so thick, the blues can't hang around. With the jukebox jumping like I just don't care, if they're dancing over here or fighting over Where the heck's my truck So take my keys and lock them up tight. And let the good times flow. And I worry about tomorrow. Don't care if they dancing over here I'm over there I'm making the rounds Looking for a party crowd.
0: This is Talk With A Southern Accent With your host John Rawl It's hour two on this Getting you all set for the weekend fun And we're having a party Won't you come join us? Just sing along That's all you gotta do for a party crowd, slamming them back and laughing out line where the smoke's so thick, the blues can't hang around. A little louder with a jukebox, jumping like I just don't care if they're dancing over here or fighting over there. I'm making the rounds looking for a party crowd. Oh, let me hear ya. Looking for a party crowd slamming back and laughing out loud where the smoke's so thick the blues can't hang around. Well, 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 well. We are y'all and we're proud to get you through the week. And right now in this second hour of our end of the week fun, we get a little party going. Thanks to that fella who joins us. That's kind of our Friday theme song, that is David Lee Murphy in his big mid-1990s hit right here on the show that accentuates Dixie. Well, this is our Friday free for y'all of our Friday y'all show, where we usually go in and find something really old, something that's got a great story, and it all ties into music here in this section. And we play some of the great Southern legends of music at this spot. When we join you for this Friday, free for y'all. Today I'm doing something completely different, <laughs> all because I got a press release. And when John gets press releases, John likes to kind of talk about them, maybe give them a little spin. In this case, it's it's something about a song. So that's not the name of the song. That would be good. That'd be a good name for a song, something about a song. No, this is a song called Where the Country Girls At, and it made its debut this week. And it's got Trace Atkins, Luke Bryan, and an artist named Pitbull. And they're trying to compete with David Lee Murphy. They've got this party anthem that just debuted this week, Where the Country Girls At. And this track is from... Trace Atkins' 25th anniversary album, The Way I Want to Go. He's got a new music video directed by David Russo. And it pretty much highlights everything you'd expect from lyrics highlighting what happens when guys ready for a night on the town get the mud off their boots and then slap on some cologne and shine up their pretty old pickup trucks. Atkins, who went to the video shoot at Luke Bryan's 32 Bridge Bar on Broadway in Nashville, said this video was easy, that he loved it. He said, having Luke and Pitbull adding their talent makes this a special video for me. A honky-tonk, country girls, a song they can dance to, and Pitbull on his yacht. It's a wrap. And this just debuted this week. You can find it on social media. You can find it on CMT and more. Trace Atkins, Luke Bryan, and Pitbull. Where are the country girls at? I'm going to play it in a second. If you're a country fan, you are probably familiar with Louisiana's own Tress Atkins. You should be familiar with Georgia, Georgia, Georgia boy, Luke Bryan. But are you familiar with Miami, Florida's Pitbull, born Armando Christian Perez? Pitbull is 40 years old, and he is a rapper, singer, songwriter, a brand ambassador, an actor, and a businessman. He began his career in the early 2000s recording Latin hip-hop and crunk music under a whole bunch of labels. He has sold over 25 million studio albums and over 100 million singles worldwide. Pitbull, a rapper for goodness sakes. A rapper born into Cuban heritage. When he was three He would recite the works of Cuba's national hero and poet, Jose Marti, and he would do that in Spanish. And again, went to high school in Miami. He chose the name Pitbull because the dogs bite to lock. The dog is too stupid to lose. And they're outlawed, by the way, in Dade County, (laughs) his home county. But he's had a lot of success in various areas of entertainment, as we said, he's done some acting and more, and has been a big figure. He's actually a co-owner of a NASCAR Cup Series team, Track ra- Trackhouse Racing. Were y'all familiar with that? That just happened this year. Pitbull. Let me tell you about some of his albums. He's put out about 10 albums so far, and they have sold gold in most cases, his album from 2011, Planet Pit, two times platinum. Another two times platinum, came out the next year, Global Warming. He had a platinum in the last two years with Libertad 548 and has had lots of success commercially. As far as his songs that were hits on the radio and such, the anthem came out in 2007. That was pretty big for him. I Know You Want Me was a big one for him. Pitbull is who we're talking about. A song that went to number one across the world, Give Me Everything, featuring Nayo, Afrojack, and Nayer. That was a big hit from 2011. And then he had a number one with Back in Time. Let's see if he's had anything here recently. He's had a lot of work. He's not doing so good on the charts here lately. His last so-called hit would have been all the way back in time of our lives around 2014 he did that with neo that was a four-time platinum song pitbull okay so enough talking about pitbull let's hear a little pitbull as he teams up with his fellow southerners he's from florida he teams up with Georgia boy luke bryan and louisiana boy trace atkins on this crazy crazy party song it might be a 21st century uh, replacement. No, I can't. Nothing replaces party crowd from David Lee Murphy. But this one might be something you fall in love and enjoy. This one I here on y'all.
2: It's classic. My
9: girls at. Let's go. got the mud off my boots. I got to smell good on. The truck shined up. See yourself in the chrome. Cranking that key, about to get gone. Calling all my boys on the phone. Where the country girls at? Where they gonna be? The ones that like to dance, the ones that like to drink. Every homegrown ten, down home pretty, holler on back. Hit me with your 20 with a swinging them jeans to a hillbilly track. Smack dab in the middle of that. Drop a pin on the map. Get me there fast where the country girl at. Where's my Alabama red? Where's my Tennessee wild? Talking Palahats and Legs. <laughs> I need a Georgia Peach smile. New York City, California coast. Somebody let a brother know where the country girl's at. Where they gon' be? The ones that like to dance, ones that like to drink, every homegrown tent down home pretty, home on back, hit me with your twenty when they swinging them jeans to a hillbilly track, put me smack dab in the middle of that, drop a pin on the map, get me there fast where the country girls at. Where they at? Let's go. Dates on the 500 grand Marshall Track House
2: representing us. What Combs at the stage, I'm in the suite next to the greatest of all time, baby MJ. Blake Shelton to McGrath, show me love. Three seconds, Pitbull, Luke Bryant, throw them up. up. Now, where my country girls at? With the yeah. Daisy dazy deuce, cowboy boots, yeah. and the cowboy hat. I said, Where
9: my country girls at? With the Daisy dazy deuce, cowboy yeah. boots, and the cowboy hat. Yeah. Yeah. Hungry girl like to dance, wanna like to drink, every homegrown tin. Down home pretty, holler on back. Give me with your 20, swinging in jeans to a, a hillbilly busy track. Put me smack down in the middle of that. Drop a pen on the map, get me there fast where the country girl's at. Yeah, drop a pen on the map, get me there fast with yeah, a
0: the ones that like to shake it to a song like yeah. girls What do y'all think? Where are the country girls at brand new from the three new best buds of music Luke Bryan, Trace Atkins, and Pitbull. Hit me, Pitbull. I think that was the word used by Luke Bryan to set up Pitbull. Let's see here. Survey says about this song. Survey says, at least for me. <laughs> come on, this is terrible. As Charles Barkley would say, it's terrible. Come on, this is Trace Atkins and Luke Bryan should know better. They are trying to be the next Walker Hayes. If you want to talk about terrible. Oh, what has, what are these people thinking? Of course, maybe I'm just an old fuddy-duddy and doesn't like to have fun. But I would like to know, hey, by the way, I would like to know, where are the country girls at? Behind the app. That's bad English, actually. <laughs> you know what's good English? Y'all. And y'all is coming right back with a guy who is an expert at the English language. It is Craig Faulkner. We got to get him from last week. He's out, I think, at the fishing holes today and couldn't come in. So we're going to rewind to last week's conversation with our fishing forecast fella, Craig Faulkner. And then more y'all coming up after that. Enjoy. Hey, where are them country girls at?
7: Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street.
9: Sitting pretty good, high on a hill, looking at a field downwind. If I can make a nickel off a of turning in bass, never worry about the price of gas. I'll be wheeling and dealing and sitting there
0: reeling them in. I bet he would be. We're back on the Y'all Show. I'm John Rawl. now for Craig Faulkner to drop by with his weekly look at what's going on in the southern outdoors. It's Craig Faulkner's Fishing forecast here on the y'all show craig welcome back in it's time for the weekend
10: how are you today john
0: i man i'm doing great i bet you you got a big smile on your face
10: uh, well you said the word weekend i think uh, it put a smile on my face you, you
0: like weekends i like weekends do you, how much hunting and fishing do you do during the work week and i won't tell your boss
10: uh certain times of the year um uh, well I, I was thinking about deer hunting but i'm gonna go back to fishing uh During crappie season, uh, I actually go more during the week than I do on weekends because I dodge the crowds that way. So I kind of plan my vacation days. I always save some for uh, March, April, and May. Hmm. Again, I will not tell your boss what you're doing when you're slipping out the door early. And and then again, with the deer hunting, uh, Hmm. when the rut's on, heck, I go hunting before work. When is the rut on? Uh, rut be on about, uh, in this area, uh, two weeks leading into Thanksgiving, two weeks before Thanksgiving. So there's different rut seasons in yeah. the south? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It varies from uh, area to area. And sometimes it even varies within the same states. Uh, some states have uh, different rutting periods. I know Alabama, uh, North Alabama and Southern Alabama are more than a month apart on their ruts. And, um, here in, like I said, the area I'm in here in Tennessee, uh, it's pretty much like clockwork, uh, pre-rut starts about two weeks before Thanksgiving and then it runs on through, uh, middle of December.
0: Craig, I wanted to ask you this question. It's something I've been meaning to ask, but we're getting closer and closer for most of the South to having hunting season for deer and with a gun at least. And I grew up where I'm from in South Carolina they hunt deer with dogs you go out and you have the deer be chased by dogs and the deer come to you with dogs barking and going crazy that's not common
10: in the south is it uh it's legal in a few uh, it's legal in Mississippi certain they have a a dog season okay a deer uh dog running season uh other than miss it's not legal in tennessee uh and I don't think it's legal anywhere in Alabama either. Uh, no, it's not common. There's only a handful of states that allow that. What Have you ever done it? Uh, not on purpose. Okay. But, but, I mean, I've been out hunting where dogs were loose, would run deer by me, and you know. But, I mean, there, it wasn't dogs I released just have them run the deer by me quite a But bit. the purpose of those style of hunts is essentially you
0: just sit down. You don't have to climb a deer stand you just essentially can be down on the ground and you hear the dogs in the distance uh, driving those deer to you.
10: Well, it's a lot like rabbit hunting if you've ever been rabbit hunting. Uh, if you've got the right kind of dogs, they don't chase the deer hard enough that deer will run in a circle just like a rabbit will run in a circle and it'll come back to where it was initially jumped up to try to get back in its bed. So when you hear the, the deer or the rabbit being jumped, If you keep a keen ear out for where exactly it was jumped at, you go straight to that area and wait, wait for it to come back because it's going to make a circle.
0: Hmm. Well, I'll go ahead and share this story since we're talking about hunting with dogs. I only went hunting, and my father is still alive, thankfully, but he and I have only been to date one time deer hunting together, and it was a dog hunt style. And I was with my dad, and he – told me to keep quiet. Now, keep quiet. I think they might be coming this way. And I was like, ah, they're not not coming this way. And uh, sure enough, about 10 minutes later, here comes a deer right at us. I mean, we had to almost duck down. That thing was going to run us over. Have you ever had that happen to you?
10: Yeah, I've had deer run real, real close to me before. I know uh, my dad, uh, he was a coon hunter, and uh, coon hunted a lot. And, uh, he actually had a deer run, run right into him one night, coon hunting that a jump, you know, in the dark, uh, busted up his ribs and, uh, you know, knocked a breath out of him and ran straight over him. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, they're dangerous creatures, but this thing, we, essentially the way this hunt club worked out, you have a paved road and you just had hunters spaced out along that paved road every 50 right. yards or so. And, uh, this deer was aiming right at us when he was he was on a, his his uh, gallop, and he jumped over us, but he jumped on that paved road and busted his butt. Oh, my god. You know, because that happens, I guess, when yeah. they're going fast and they get oh. on asphalt and their, yeah. their their hooves just go out from under them. He got away. That deer was a lucky deer that day. But that was my one and only deer hunting experience with dear old dad. Maybe we'll try one of these other states where it's got to be a lot easier
10: to get you a deer. Did uh, – I'm curious if y'all were hunting with shotguns or rifles. It was a shotgun. Uh, I figured it would be. And my dad, yeah, obviously, if he's
0: only taken me hunting once, he's not an outdoorsman. It's just that this was part of a big hunt club. Right. And they have like one Saturday, a, a fall, where they have a big party, essentially. Right, it's
10: kind of like a social event, like a dove hunt, and, except a deer I hunt. I think
0: we were technically, as family members, members of this club, but it was really more for my older brother, who did go down there regularly, and... Uh, and so we went down there for the big annual get-together. And th- the crazy thing was, the uh, the one other memory I have from that same day from a long time ago was my mother had a wreck on that same road that night. She went to go turn around, and somebody came and hit her and totaled, totaled the car. So that we, we had a lucky day. My lucky mom and that lucky deer are my memories. I also want to talk to you about here today... I saw something in the city limits that I'd never see in a big city before. I saw a wild turkey out by the road of a a fairly large city. How common is it for wild turkey to work themselves into a city?
10: Well, they don't, they don't need a real big block of woods. A lot of times, uh, I know in this area, and it's not really a big city, but it's, uh, you know, decent sized city. Um, there are, uh, there's acreage that's not developed, and, uh, you know, there's been development all around these wild animals, whether it be turkey or deer, and they're pushed into a smaller and smaller area. And um, like I said, it doesn't take a real big um, area to hold some animals, you know, if it's not developed uh I know a lot of areas around this town where you know I, I'd see wild turkey and deer. in the city limits. In, oh well, then city limits. Okay. Well, so
0: I, I, when I saw a turkey, I thought of you. I said, "That's something I got to ask Craig about." He's my kind. You're kind of my yeah. outdoors
10: guy, you know. And, and also uh, parks. You know, some parks are uh, pretty rural, and uh, you know, they still got a lot of oak trees and uh, brows for uh, different animals. Brow brows. What is that? It's like. Uh, Different kinds of uh, grasses or seeds or, uh, Hmm. you know, leaves, uh, you know, bark off certain trees, uh, uh, stuff that deer snack on. Ah, okay. That's a a word
0: I didn't learn in my Merriam-Webster there, so I'll have to write that one down. Browse with a W. Okay. I mean, like you go and browse a, a department
10: yeah. store. Well, yeah, yeah, you can go browsing in a store. You can, you know, browse the uh, buffet line, or you know.
0: <laughs> or in your case, talking to Craig Faulkner, our fishing forecast. And this is that special time. A uh, part of the reason when we started this interview, he had a big old smile on his face because this right now is the kind of uh, coming together of a couple of different seasons for craig have you gotten out in the woods with your bow yet
10: uh saturday morning sure did uh killed a young doe opening morning good eater my daughter's been uh crying for some deer meat she did not had any in months and months and uh and my grandkids love it too uh, in fact they like it better than me but uh yeah I, saturday morning was a really good morning tent was in the mid uh, upper 50s probably started off about 55 and uh light wind uh, no bugs just just perfect morning to be outside so what do you do when you kill a deer what do you do with that with a,
0: carcass with if you meat. will yeah what, what do you do with the deer do you take it into a processor
10: no um i actually uh, hunt on my own farm that i, that I live on so uh First thing I'll do is go get my truck or my four wheeler or side by side, depending on where the deer is and what kind of uh, transportation I need to haul it out and uh, drive it back to my house and uh, hang it up in the backyard and uh, dress it, and skin it. And, so you uh, do that on your own property? Oh, oh yeah, in my backyard. Do you have to report it to the state authorities that you killed a deer? Yeah, you have to check them in, but nowadays you can check them
0: in online. Okay. What about CBD or CWD? I'm
10: sorry. Chronic wasting disease. Yeah, what do you have to do for that? Well, if you do take your deer in to be checked, uh, physically take it in and have it checked, um, it takes them uh, two weeks to send the results back. They actually uh, cut the brain out of the skull and the brain is what they check for CWD. And that takes two weeks? Apparently, uh, unless the time's been cut down, it takes two weeks, I guess, because of the backlog. So let me let me get this straight.
0: Again, I'm not that much of an outdoorsman, but the CWD has been going on in several southern states for a while now, and it's that awful brain-eating disease mm-hmm. that deer get, and it can affect humans, too. No. Or, Cannot affect humans. Okay, all right. Humans well, never you. never contract. Well, it, I'm going to say there's a 0.1% that it could affect humans just to be on the safe side. Uh, okay, so regardless, you have all these testing stations for chronic wasting diseases set up in the southeast now. I saw where Louisiana's really pushing this big time as they've had the deer come into that state in recent months and years. So... You have to send it off. So, what do you do? You you take your deer in to be tested. It's obviously a dead deer. You just have to sit there and wait on your meat for a couple of weeks. Well, you got to freeze your meat. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, when you kill a deer and you go process it, you are looking at at least a couple of weeks before right. you can eat it. Right. You just freeze it, and you're waiting on a result back from the right authorities. And, and,
10: and it might be different in different states. And I think the reason uh, it's taking so long is. Uh, number one, initially, no, nope, they weren't set up to do this, and then when they did get set up to do it, uh, so many people were having the deer tested that it just developed a backlog. Mm-hmm. It was, I don't know how long the process actually takes. It might take ten minutes. I don't know. But. So they
0: have to physically ship off this mm-hmm. dead deer's brain mm-hmm. somewhere, right? So there's some place in America
10: that's getting shipments of dead deer brains. There's more than some place. There's some place is. (laughs) It's a business now. uh, Okay.
0: All right. Well, there. and then they get back to the hunter and says, hey, you're good to go, or you better throw away. What what do you do? Let's say it is a CWD deer you got. I wouldn't eat it. What what do you do with it
10: if it's in your freezer? What do you do with it? Uh, That's another thing, the disposal. Of uh, CWD and inf- infected deer uh, uh, here in Tennessee, they built a. Uh, I'm gonna guess, throw this number out there. I'll, I'll find out next time I talk to my contact. But uh, um, like a million dollar just for incinerating uh, COVID infected deer. COVID or CWD? CWD. I'm <laughs> okay, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, you know, just COVID is in season two.
0: Yeah, we got our own thing for humans, and deer have their own. <laughs> right. Theirs might even be worse because it it it's, it is a death sentence. Oh, yeah, it is. Sentence for, it's
10: a hundred percent death sentence for deer. But before they die,
0: they literally lose their mind, right?
10: Exactly. Yeah. Mm.
0: Tough, tough thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, talking with Craig Faulkner here, wrapping up our conversation. Let's, if you don't mind, let's scoot over to the waters of the Southland. Crappie.
10: Ooh, that brings an extra smile to your face. <laughs> I'll be going soon, and you're talking about those uh, days off. And you won't say anything to the boss, I'll let you know. (laughs) Well, you know, it's
0: been nice hanging out with you, Craig. It sounds like you're kind of signing off for a couple
10: of months. Well, uh, you know, I've got some work to do here Being the end of the month and uh, Mm -hmm. and then some work to do at the beginning of the month. But uh, watch out about the second week of uh, October. Really? You're going to be MIA? Yeah. (laughs) And, and,
0: And where do you find good crappie? I don't need to know your exact location, but what's a typical place crappie are harvested by Craig Faulkner?
10: Uh, Tennessee River.
0: Okay, in big rivers? Yeah, yeah. They're not in ponds? Yeah,
10: well, I've got a, a pond honey hole that I was uh, introduced to last year, and it's right here in town, and, and I will be back there, too. So are crappie not available to catch the other parts of the year? They are, but, uh, in fact, uh, I, I might have brought this up on one of our other uh, programs uh, uh July and August, to me, are the two worst months of the year for fishing for crappie or anything except catfish. And, uh, you know, you catch crappie in the same areas or same waterways, but different areas. Uh, I catch a lot of crappie in uh, February, January sometimes. I mean, cold weather, you know, where I've been a lot of days where the temperature didn't get up past 50 degrees or didn't even get to 50 degrees. And they were good fishing days. Hmm. And uh, generally, I, I, I'll lay off, like I said, uh, July and August. I just want nothing to do with it. And then uh, towards the end of September, which we're at now, first part of October, uh, I start thinking about crappie again. Of course, you've got deer hunting to compete with now, too. Have you
0: done both on the
10: same day? Oh, yeah. Oh is yeah. that like the best day ever, better than going uh, It kind of wears yourself out. Which, <laughs> I, which one do you do first? Uh, depends on the weather. Uh, and I've turkey hunted and fished a lot. And, uh, I, I generally would go turkey hunting in the morning and fishing in the afternoon. And, uh, with, with, uh, deer and fish, I generally go deer hunting in the morning and fishing in the afternoon. So, uh, normally, uh, afternoon fish and a morning hunt. But, uh, yeah, it can, wear you, out. It can yeah. wear you out. Well, let me
0: ask you this question. Again, I'm John Rawl, in case you don't know who I am. And I confess here to you, Craig, our outdoors expert, I am no expert on the outdoors. And I know when I've been around people who've been a big avid outdoorsman, they, in those deer hunting months, get up at the crack of dawn, before the crack of dawn, so they can be there at the crack of dawn. Can you hunt legally when it's... Uh, lunchtime in the afternoon oh sure sure. i know the reason people like to be up there at daybreak is because that's when the deer are out and maybe not hiding but you can kill a deer just any other time of the day too anytime
10: during daylight hours okay that's what i was wondering it just uh their movements tend to be more early morning and late evening but that doesn't mean they won't move in the middle of the day. Certain conditions, uh, weather conditions, and uh, and time of year. Uh, so I, I know a lot of people that hunt. Uh, they go out there and start at uh, high noon. Oh, okay. You
0: know? I'm not familiar with those people. But that's why there's not
10: many of them, but there's some, and, and they're usually trophy hunters. They look for that midday move because what the deer will do after a short period of time and hunting pressure, they'll pattern the hunters. They start patterning. They know what a tr- truck door sounds like, and they know when headlights come through the field, and they also know when they leave the field. So deer will kind of develop and pattern the hunters, and uh, you can slip in there real quiet in the middle of the day. They'll all be moving and thinking everything's uh, safe. Hmm, man, and then you can say, fooled you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Craig or anything else before we get out of here from you?
10: Uh, just everybody get out and enjoy this great time of year, and uh, whether it's hunting or fishing or just going outside, walking or biking or doing anything. Get outside and enjoy the great outdoors.
0: We will do that. Craig Faulkner, his fishing forecast right here on The Y'all Show. We'll see you here next week, sir.
10: Sure thing, John. All right. And I won't tell the boss, I promise.
0: Y'all talk with an accent on all things Southern continues after this break.
1: Deb's constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating kept giving her grief. She talked to her doctor to get some relief. Turns out Deb had irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC, which was a start. Saying yes to Linzess helped her do her part
8: linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats ibsc in adults linzess works differently than laxatives it lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms belly pain discomfort and bloating these symptoms were studied in combination not individually do not give linzess to children less than six and it should not be given to children six to less than 18 it may harm them do not take linzess if you have a bowel blockage get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain especially with bloody or black stools the most common side effect is diarrhea sometimes severe if it's severe Stop taking S and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Talk to a doctor today. Say yes to S. Learn more at Lenzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S.
6: Sponsored by AbbVie and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. If you're worried about your borderline blood pressure, hear how others are taking charge with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula.
1: Garlic works safely and naturally to support my blood pressure.
4: Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula has a custom blend of garlic, vitamins, and minerals, so you know it works.
1: No garlic taste, no
5: garlic breath.
6: Take charge of your blood pressure with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed.
9: Tricks ain't walking no more. I said, Tricks ain't walking. Tricks ain't walking no more. And I've got to make my living. Don't care.
0: continuing on with y'all we got a lot of entertainment stuff including our previous segment craig faulkner entertains us when he has his fishing forecast here john raw we are y'all powered by y'all.com the south's home page and we're going to have a little entertainment report as we get you set for the weekend the bet awards aired this week and the night was big for Tyler, the creator, Cardi B, and Megan The Stallion. Let me tell you a few of the winners of the 2021 BET Awards. For Hip Hop Artist of the Year, that went to Lil Baby. Congratulations, Lil Baby. Your Hip Hop Album of the Year. It went to Tyler, the creator, with Call Me If You Get Lost. The best hip hop video, Cardi B featuring Megan The Stallion for "WAP." Or is it WAP? <laughs> the best collaboration, Cardi B featuring Megan The Stallion for that same song. The best duo group winner was Little Baby and Little Dirk. Hey, if I put my name with an L-I-L in front of it, I might be a winner too. Lil John. The best live performer went to Tyler, the creator. The lyricist of the year went to J. Cole. Video director of the year went to Missy Elliott. She beat out people like Cole Bennett and Director X for that award. Also at the BET Awards, Producer of the Year, Hit Boy, Song of the Year, Cardi B featuring Megan Thee Stallion with WAP, the Best New Hip Hop Artist, Young Blue, Hustler of the Year, I don't know how someone becomes Hustler of the Year, but Sweetie was the winner of that category, the Sweet 16 Best Featured Verse, Jay-Z, What It Feels Like, the Impact Track, Nipsey, Hustle, and Jay-Z, What It Feels Like, The Best International Flow, Went to Little Sims out of Great Britain. The I Am Hip Hop Award, Nelly. And the Cultural Influence Award went to Tyler, the creator. And that's a recap from this week's BET Awards. Have you heard of something called Squid Game? I had not heard of it until someone just bothered me the other day and said they would like to have a Squid Game costume for Halloween, which will be here in just a few days. Squid Game, it is a South Korean drama that evidently airs on Netflix. And Netflix is billing it as possibly its biggest show ever. Wow, Squid Game. About the series, Squid Game, it wouldn't necessarily account for its assault on social media, having become the kind of trending item that media outlets often ignore. So check it out. If you have Netflix, learn a little bit more. The kids evidently are big fans of Squid Game. And this is a South Korean drama, and it came to this country with virtually no fanfare, and it's creating quite a big scene, especially with the youngsters. Squid Game on Netflix now. Justin Bieber is now selling a weed named after his hit song, Peaches. Justin, what are you doing? You just came from Canada, and now you just think you can sell weed In this good country we have here. Yeah, his Peaches song lit up the charts. And now he wants to cash in with his pre-rolled joints named Peaches. I can't believe Justin Bieber is not a teenager anymore. He's getting on up there. He's an old man. He's so old he's becoming a business man. But yeah, Justin Bieber now launching his own marijuana named after his song Peaches. Kelly Clarkson. She's being awarded a $10 million ranch in her divorce settlement with her ex husband now, Brandon Blackstock. Brandon, the son of Narval Blackstock, who was married to Reba McIntyre for decades. And Brandon, I guess Reba is his stepmama. And now, in the Kelly Clarkson divorce from Brandon Blackstock, according to documents obtained by media, She has been awarded their Montana ranch, which was estimated to have a $10 million value. So, yeah, the court cited a prenuptial agreement between Blackstock and Clarkson in rejecting Blackstock's position, the Montana ranch was marital property. So, Kelly's got a few extra properties in her corner. The couple also have two children together, River Rose and Remington Alexander. Sounds like somebody in that family likes Guns and Rivers. Probably both, but at least I would assume Mr. Blackstock. Back to Nashville and CMT and Bluebird Cafe there in the Green Hills area of Nashville. CMT and the Bluebird have partnered for a 22nd annual S.A.N.I. Song Contest. That's the Nashville Songwriters Association International. And they're partnering up for this competition. You can submit right now up until November 30th. 30th you can submit. And songwriters of all genres across the world are encouraged to submit their songs and or lyrics for a chance to win $5,000 cash, a one-year single song contract with Anthem Entertainment, and tickets to the 2022 CMA Awards. Plus, you get a three-day trip to Nashville. So you can go to nashvillesongwriters.com and learn more about this one. But pretty cool. The 22nd annual NSAI Song Contest put out there by CMT and the Bluebird Cafe. Alan Jackson has released a new music video for Where Have You Gone? Alan remembers country icons like Johnny Cash, Merle Haggard, Patsy Cline, Hank Sr., Tammy Wynette, and others. I need to check this out. Alan Jackson, who just recently announced he has something called CMT. That's a nerve disorder he has. Yeah, he is now putting out this new song. And the video shot at the Mother Church of Country Music as he was at the Ryman Auditorium, home of the Confederate Galley there in downtown Nashville. And Where Have You Gone is the new music video, a new release from A.J. Allen Jackson. All right, got me some listening to do. When I get back to the house pretty soon and and get ready for my weekend, when the y'all show comes back from the break, we're going to switch over and tell you what's in the movie theaters this weekend. There's a pretty good couple of song, not songs, good couple of move is headed out to the theaters. Get your popcorn out and enjoy that. And I'll share with you as part of our Dixie Cinema Spotlight. And that will wrap up the second hour. And that comes next.
1: tried learning a new language but it never seems to stick? That's because there's more to language than learning vocab words. Babbel is different. Babbel's multiple ways to learn helps you explore every aspect of a new language, anytime, right from your phone or computer. Practice real-life conversations in the Babbel app. Como te llamas?
2: Como te llamas?
1: Get personalized help from an instructor in Babbel's live online classes.
2: Classes are limited to six people. We keep them small so everyone can get the help and practice they need.
1: Review words and phrases with fun games. Or dive into the culture with short videos. Whatever your learning motivation, Babbel gives you the tools you'll need to explore your new language. And Babbel is built around real life. Everything from the interactive lessons and live online classes to the podcasts and games will teach you things you'll actually use. So you're ready for real life conversations with Babel you can speak a new language. Babbel. More ways to explore. More ways to learn. Start learning today at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. Babbel.com.
0: Bond. James Bond. How about it? Today, we get a brand new James Bond movie and the final time Daniel Craig stars in the lead role No Time to Die. That's among the new films hitting theaters on this weekend. John Raw back here with a quick look at all the new releases that you can go enjoy here this weekend on our Y'all Show second hour wrap-up. Lamb is a new drama horror and that's out this weekend. The Rescue is a documentary drama and that's got Jimmy Chin directing this film it's a docu drama out this weekend involves a flooded cave in Thailand and it has to do with that 2018 rescue of the 12 boys and their soccer coach from that flooded cave in Thailand the rescue out this weekend south of heaven that one's got Jason sadakis and Evangeline Lily starring in that one an action crime film mass is out this weekend that's got Jason Isaacs and Dowd, and more and lastly Debuting this weekend, Survive the Game, a thriller that's got Bruce Willis in it as well as Chad Michael Murray. Survive the Game, another Bruce Willis movie. Can't wait. Hey, how about James Bond out in the theaters? That wraps up hour two, y'all. We'll be right back with our final hour on the show that covers the South, powered by y'all.com, the South's homepage.
7: It's been tough talking to my doctor about constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. I finally laid all my symptoms out there and how they keep coming back. She said I may have irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. We agreed. It's time to try something different.
8: Linzess, or Linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Visit a doctor in person or online. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Abby and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals.
0: Text lines are open, 803-816-1170. That's how you can connect us right here at Y'all Talk with an Accent on All Things Southern. In fact, we just say Talk with a Southern Accent if you want to keep it short and simple. General John Rawl is my name. I'm the General of All Things Southern. And for the next hour, we're going to put a bow on what we've been doing here all week, giving you Southern Talk. Talk about news, talk about sports, talk about some politics. We've had book talk here this week and food talk and travel and more. In fact, speaking of travel, coming up this hour as we kind of wrap things up for the week, we're going to tell you a few great festivals going on this weekend across the Southeast as part of our festive South. We also have a look at headlines from across the Southeast that we'll be getting to. We start off. This final hour, talking sports from across the Southeast. Melissa Rhodes is going to be on here in just a few minutes with her own version of a Southern Sports Report. It's a Southern accent on Southern sports. That'll be here in just a few. But we start off with baseball on our mind. As the postseason beginning this week, did you see some of the thrilling games? To Major League Baseball's credit, they've had some heavy-hitting teams with some nail-biting Finishes going back to Boston and the Yankees on what was that Tuesday night, and the Red Sox with a thrilling win there at Fenway, and then it it, it took everybody's heart out when the Dodgers and the Cardinals got together Wednesday, and the Dodgers had a walk off win in that one, and the Dodgers nearly after they won a hundred plus games this year, almost were eliminated from the postseason with one wild card. Game. But for Dodgers fans, you beat that nemesis from St. Louis and you get to survive, and St. Louis's season ends. So we continue on with Major League Baseball's postseason, and what a great, great lineup we've got. We've got the White Sox and Astros already having their first pitches Thursday, the Red Sox and Tampa Bay also getting things going Thursday. On the mound today you got game two of the American League Division Series as for Chicago Lucas Giolito goes up against Framber Valdellas of the Houston Astros as this is taking place in Houston early afternoon. The Atlanta Braves begin their postseason play. The Braves will be at Milwaukee, Charlie Morton on the mound, former Tampa Bay Ray pitcher, and he will be taking on Corbin Burns of the Brew Crew. This is a mid-afternoon game televised on TBS. Good luck to the Braves. The Red Sox will be in Tampa to take on the Tampa Bay Rays. FS1's got this one early evening. Good luck to the Tampa Bay Rays. I'm basically calling out our Southern teams. I should have said good luck to the Houston Astros. And then lastly, it's the California kids. It's the Dodgers and their nemesis from the north, the San Francisco Giants, Walker Buehler versus Logan Webb. That's your nightcap of Major League Baseball's AL or NL division series, and this one, its first pitch is at 937 Eastern, 837 Central. And then on Saturday, only the National League teams have games as they try to give the AL a chance to travel, and so you've got Max Fried on the mound for the Atlanta Braves, going up against Brandon Woodruff for the Brew Crew, and that other game Saturday, Julio Urias versus Kevin Gaussman for the Giants in Game 2 of the NLDS. Those, again, games set for Saturday. Now, how about some NBA news? We don't often mix in NBA conversation. When their season hasn't even started, it'll be here in just a few weeks. We actually have NBA preseason contest underway right now. But did you hear about what's going on with NBA Former players being charged in a $4 million health care fraud scheme. This is not fake news. This is a story that went kind of viral earlier in the week. And here at the Y'all Show, we'll break down what exactly this means. As these former players, 18 of them, charged Thursday with pocketing about $2.5 million illegally by defrauding the NBA's health and welfare benefit plan and they did this in a scam that authorities said involved claiming fictitious medical and dental expenses. Now, the former players, let's see, do they list who they are? Okay, one player, Terrence Williams, who was a first-round draft pick of the NBA back in 2009. They claim that he has received thousands in fraudulent claims. Also... This article doesn't do a very good job of breaking down all the players. One is a guy who is a actually four NBA champions are on this list, including Glenn Davis, who at one time was a Charlotte Hornet. Shannon Brown, he won two championships with the Lakers. And Melvin Eli won with the San Antonio Spurs. Those among the 18 former NBA players, again, in a lot of hot water, charged in a $4 million health care fraud scheme. And that's the news that broke from the NBA this week. How about this story? We talked a lot of college football in hour number one, but I found this story posted on the USA Today Network's online options out there. Blake Topmeyer and John Adams penned an article, Which SEC football fan bases should be utterly miffed after five games? (laughs) So, yeah, these guys who host something called SEC Football Unfiltered as a podcast on the USA Today Networks, they are out talking about which of the SEC teams should be completely miffed. And they've got a nice little list that they've composed here. And I like what they have come out. The first school listed, Texas A&M. What has happened to Texas A&M? Now, I realize that A&M had a problem with their quarterback and he went down to injury. But, good Lord, this is a program that should have stud dogs all over the place. Maybe not A quality, but it doesn't matter if you're A&M. You should have plenty of decent kids who've come out of the Texas high school ranks good enough to lead you to a victory over Mississippi State good enough to lead you to a victory over Arkansas and those are the two losses as Haynes King went down earlier in the season and A&M is embarrassing even with nine million dollars a year Jimbo Fisher what he's making there in Aggieland yeah this article points out that Aggie fans should, should and deservedly so, should be miffed at what's going on there. What about the Florida Gators? This is another head-scratching program in the Southeastern Conference. Okay, you lose to Alabama. That's respectable. And then you lose to Kentucky. And, and Florida just might lose to Vanderbilt this weekend. I don't think that will happen. But it could. But this is spotlighted in a big way in this article. What about LSU? What's going on with LSU? The Tigers are 8 and 7 since their 2019 national championship season. And they've got a I thought I thought Max Johnson is a good quarterback. Maybe he's not. They lost to Auburn last weekend for the first time at home since 1999. Coach O who's now pointing the finger squarely at himself saying, "I I'm going to be the one that takes all the criticism. It's all me." Okay? You're the fall guy, and you might not be here too much longer this fall, Coach O. And the other school pointed out in this article from these USA, to network, USA Today network writers, Missouri. Mizzou, what's going on there in Columbia? Coach Eli Drinkwitz had a lot of talk going into the season about how his team would be ready to go. Mizzou's now 2-3. and three. And they just got beat last weekend, 62-24, to not to Alabama, not to Georgia. They lost to Tennessee. That was the biggest butt-whooping Tennessee's put on anybody since the Shula era. Did I say Shula? No, I'm sorry. I'm getting him confused with Alabama. Uh, since the Dooley era, era maybe Mike Shula at one time was some kind of fellow on Rocky Top, but I meant to say Derek Dooley. And I don't even know if Derek Dooley's tenure in Knoxville Included any butt whoopings like 62-24. Coach wants he's got a lot to fix there in Columbia, Missouri. Now to some NBA news. The Green Bay Packers have reached an agreement with former Cowboy linebacker Jalen Smith. It's a one-year deal. He reached the agreement earlier this week, and the move came less than 24 hours after news broke the Packers were a potential suitor for this guy again. Green Bay Packers reaching agreement with former Dallas linebacker Jalen Smith after the Packers did this after they did not land all-pro cornerback Stephon Gilmore. They did not get Gilmore because the next story here is New England Patriot cornerback Stephon Gilmore signed a deal to play for the Carolina Panthers. This former South Carolina game cock is back in Carolina, which – The Panthers now have about five or six former Gamecocks. Their number one draft pick from 2021, he, and I'm talking about J.C. Horn, was a Gamecock defensive playmaker. Even the punter for the Panthers is a former Gamecock. And now Stephon Gilmore, who was the NFL Defensive Player of the Year two years ago, had a lot of problems last year. He is now a Carolina Panther. He's on the, what do they call that, uh, physically unable to perform list, the pup. And he will not be able to play until the Panthers suit up against the New York Giants in a few weeks. Panthers have the Eagles coming into Charlotte this weekend. Stephon Gilmore grew up about 15 miles south of Bank of America Stadium. He is a native of beautiful Rock Hill, South Carolina, home of of Winthrop University. Stephon Gilmore, 31 years old, and again, had been a very good player for the Patriots, but now finding his home in Carolina. What is on the NBA, or, or NBA, that story from earlier has already got me all tripped up here. What's on the NFL schedule for Sunday? The New York Jets are going to be looking for week number two, another win, a second consecutive week, and they're going to be trying to get a win against the Atlanta Falcons from Tottenham Spur, Hotspur Stadium in London, my friend. Yes, the NFL Network, where where you have to tune in with your chips and uh, juice or coffee, tea, I guess that would be the better drink, as the NFL returns to England for an early game on Sunday. I'm looking forward to that. Also Sunday, not quite Eastern, 8.30 Central time, the same kick the same time the Falcons and Jets go off against each other across the pond. But back here in these United States at 1 Eastern, your 1 Eastern games for Sunday include the Bengals hosting the Green Bay Packers, Minnesota and the Detroit Lions, Detroit trying to get their first win of the year. They get together in Minnesota. Pittsburgh, man, they've been just kind of crashing and burning here lately lately. They've got Teddy Bridgewater and the Denver Broncos. Not sure if Teddy's going to play in this one as he went out in the previous week's game with a concussion, and Denver lost that one. Tampa and Tom Brady, they're back in action after their big Sunday night win from last week in Foxborough. The Buccaneers host the Miami Dolphins in the Battle of so-called Central and South Florida. That's an early game Sunday. Also, the WFT hosting the New Orleans Saints in an early game. The Philadelphia Eagles fly. They fly to Charlotte and the Carolina Panthers. And it looks like Christian McCaffrey, a game-time decision for, for the Panthers for this early game Sunday. Trevor Lawrence and, I assume, his coach Urban Meyer still employed when kickoff comes Sunday as he won't be back at his club anytime soon and he won't be having people rubbing him the wrong way. The Jags and the Tennessee Titans, an early game Sunday. And your last early game, the Houston Texans and the New England Patriots. Other games mid-afternoon on Sunday. The Las Vegas Raiders, after they fell to the Chargers on Monday night football, they've turned it around. They got an early early for them. It'll be, what, uh, 1 o'clock in the desert. The Raiders and the Chicago Bears, Also in the late afternoon lineup, the Chargers and the Cleveland Browns get together at SoFi Stadium. The Cowboys, who looked mighty good last week in their win over Carolina. Cowboys have their rival from the Manhattan area, technically the New Jersey area. Their NFC East foe, the Giants, come a call into AT&T Stadium. Hey, how about Giants fans? How about your big win in the Superdome last weekend over the Saints? That was pretty impressive. Maybe the hottest team in all of football, the Arizona Cardinals, have another home game. This at State Farm Stadium in Glendale against the San Francisco 49ers in a late afternoon game. And then your NBC primetime game. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs have the Buffalo Bills rolling back in for what should be a rematch of last year's AFC championship game. Your Monday night football game this week it's the Baltimore Roy, oh, Baltimore, oh, Baltimore Ravens. I'll get it back, get it right one of these days. They're back at M&T Bank Stadium hosting the Indianapolis Colts for Monday night football. And that's a quick look at some Southern sports. Hey, Melissa Rhodes, she works for us here at y'all and you And she's got a Southern accent on Southern sports. And Melissa, hey, do your thing southern accent
2: here's a southern sports update from y'all.com i'm melissa rhodes major league baseball begins its postseason run to the fall classic this week the four division series have their first pitches thursday and friday these will be best of five series the tampa bay rays best in the american league in the regular season are aiming for another shot at the world series the Rays fell to the dodgers in six games during last year's series MLB Network's Brian Kinney talks secrets to the Rays' 2021 success.
6: The Rays have a committed platoon system. They have a left-handed and right-handed hitting team. They have a left-handed and right-handed bullpen. They get the platoon advantage at the plate, fourth highest in the game right now, and they use all of their players. They have a deep bullpen and go to it often. This year they are second in baseball in bullpen innings and fourth in baseball in bullpen ERA.
2: Sports headlines and more at y'all.com.
0: All right, that was your word of the day, Platoon. I didn't know it had to do so much with baseball. I thought it was the old Charlie Sheen movie that, boy, that's a great movie from the 80s. All right, we're going to take you from the sports world to the news headlines of the day as the Y'all Show Friday edition continues. Stand by for that. Plus, before the hour is up, we will have a quick look at some of the events going on, including festivals across the South, as your show about the South continues.
9: pistols in my pocket, boys, uh, I'm Alabama-bound. I've got my pistols in my pocket, boys, uh, I'm Alabama-bound. Well, I'm not looking for no trouble, but nobody dogs me around.
2: Now well, I'm going to fetch my woman
4: people. Try If you
0: want to connect to us here on the Y'all Show via email, our email address is Mail M-A-I-L. Mail at Y A L L Y'all. Mail at you dot All right, we're going to dive into some of the news headlines across the southeast here in our final hour and talk about what you don't expect to see out of politics in the state of Oklahoma this week, a superintendent there is announcing her intention to switch political parties so she can run for governor. Yeah, this is happening in deep ruby red Oklahoma. As you have a state superintendent there known named Joy Hoffmeister, a lifelong Republican, And now she's going to go face-off or try to face-off against the current sitting governor of Oklahoma, Kevin Stitt. And this superintendent is going to change parties to do that. She announced her plans to run on Thursday saying, yes, I'm changing parties, but I haven't changed. I have the same values and I have the same priorities. They reflect Oklahoma's values. State superintendent. Now in Oklahoma, I wonder what a state superintendent does, because I have to confess to you here, I am not a resident of the Sooner State, and I don't intend to be a resident, but we never know exactly where we're going to end up in, in life, do we? Yes, the Oklahoma superintendent is the superintendent of public instruction. Okay, so she's the top educator, if you will, of Oklahoma. They just typically just call it the state superintendent and leave off the whole education-type part. She got her degree at the University of Oklahoma. She also has a degree from TCU, Joy Hoffmeister. So, hey, she has the right to change and do whatever, and she's going to be going up against Kevin Stitt next year for governor of Oklahoma. How about Woody Harrelson? He's in the South, sort of. He's been in the Washington, D.C. area, the nation's capital, the Actor known for cheers and such, he punched a man, according to reports, at the Watergate Hotel in Washington, D.C. Metro police in Washington, D.C. told reporters that Harrelson punched a man whose name was not immediately released at the hotel's rooftop bar this week after he refused to stop photographing Harrelson and his daughter. Witnesses says the other man, not Harrelson, was the aggressor in the incident and allegedly lunged at Harrelson. Police said charges are pending for the man who was questioned in the hotel after the altercation. Harrelson not charged. According to a spokesperson, Dustin Sternbeck, he says Harrelson acting in self-defense. Tough guy. 60-year-old Woody Harrelson, the father of three daughters. Two are in their 20s and one's in her teens. Not sure which one he had out on the town in D.C. Of course, this happened. At the famous Watergate, where in 1972, operatives of Richard Nixon broke in to the Democratic National Committee headquarters, and we all know what happened next. Woody Harrelson, watch out. Don't get him mad. He'll come punching you. And get away with it. And I'm okay with that, too. Don't act like knuckleheads. When you see a celebrity or somebody out there in public, It. I know they're kind of used to having people come up and bother them, but there's a time and place, especially when they got their kids with them. Come on, let them have a good time. Hey, how about Peanuts? Did you realize Peanuts gang is going to start a new holiday special for old Lang Syne, and that's going to be on Apple TV plus Charlie. That would be Charlie Brown. Snoopy and the rest of the Peanuts gang are going to celebrate the holidays with a new TV special in 2021 As Apple TV Plus, which became the new home for the Peanuts franchise in 2020, they're creating a special for New Year's Eve called "For Old Lang Syne," the first Peanuts TV special without Charlie Brown's or Snoopy's names in the title. That, according to Variety, this will premiere on Apple TV Plus on December 10th. The new special is the second New Year's Eve-themed Peanuts installment after "Happy New Year, Charlie Brown," and that debuted on CBS back in. 1986. Let's talk about some of the upcoming Charlie Brown specials, in case you're wondering. As Apple TV will continue to stream, it's The Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown, A Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, and A Charlie Brown Christmas. Those are, I guess, available right now if you have Apple TV+. Plus. Those specials will air on PBS and PBS Kids at the following time. So, if you don't have Apple TV+, Plus, good news, several of these things are going to be on your local PBS and PBS Kids stations. So get everybody around the television and sit back and enjoy. And for those who've seen this, it's a throwback to your childhood. On October 24th, just a few weeks away, it's The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, and that comes on PBS on Sunday, October 24th at 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central. On the Sunday going into Thanksgiving weekend, a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving That airs Sunday, November 21st at 7.30 in the evening Eastern Time. And lastly, just a few days before Christmas on December 19th, that's a Sunday as well, PBS will air a Charlie Brown Christmas. And that airs on PBS and PBS Kids. So plenty of Charlie Brown to go around. And again, the big story here this week, The Peanuts Gang starring in a new holiday special for Old Lang Syne, And that comes out on Apple TV Plus on December 10th. Getting you ready for the new year. How about that? All right, let's move you on to Oxford, Mississippi. And they were a little stir crazy at the Oxford Police Department right there on Miley Bar this week because someone brought into the OPD a grenade and it caused a scare that required an inspection from a bomb squad this week. So a police department, someone brings in a grenade, that's stupid. Of course, they're used to having people come in with guns and stuff, but grenades. OPD reported that someone brought what they thought was an inert grenade into the building. After contacting ATF, police determined it could be live. Get out of here. Yes, so Molly Bar Road, as I told you, which runs right in front of the Oxford Police Department, they had to shut down Molly Bar for a while, and the public was asked to avoid that area as the Tupelo Police Department bomb squad had to come in to investigate. Ultimately, it was rendered safe, and the Tupelians went back to Tupelo 45 minutes away, and Oxford got back to normal. They didn't have a live bomb, but yeah, kind of a scary scene there for the Oxford, Mississippi Police Department this week with somebody bringing in a darn bomb or a grenade. It wasn't a bomb, but a grenade's kind of like a bomb if it goes off. Speaking of Oxford, Mississippi, you might remember this name from history, James Meredith, the first black man, first black period, to enroll at a public university in the state of Mississippi. In 1962, he enrolled at the University of Mississippi's Oxford campus. And how about this story out this week from the capital of the Mississippi Delta, Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> in Memphis, you've got the Peabody Hotel there, and James Meredith is now being named Honorary Duckmaster, and he's going to march with the ducks of the Peabody Hotel in Memphis. The Peabody said it's bringing Meredith back to the Mid-South 55 years after his 220-mile march against fear, and that was supposed to go from Memphis to Jackson. And the march started at the Peabody Hotel, June of 1966. And the problem with that is his march, I believe, I'm hoping I I should know this stuff, but just go with me here. I think I'm right on this. I wasn't around in 1966. I think he got shot just a county away on his march for fear, march against fear as he planned to finish the march alone but was halted after, yeah, he was shot by a gunman shortly after beginning the march and he got shot in DeSoto County around Hernando, Mississippi, I think is where that happened. So after James Meredith's March Against Fear got stopped because he got shot, and I don't think they ever knew who shot him on that, didn't kill him, but ultimately major civil rights leaders came into Mississippi to finish the march in his honor. And what started in June ended up going all the way to June 26th of 1966. And James Meredith, I've seen the video, joined, I think Martin Luther King was there and others. They had a culmination of his march against fear in Jackson, Mississippi in 1966. And James Meredith, by that time, had healed and was able to come to the state capital of Mississippi to lead marchers into Mississippi's capital city. And they went, essentially they followed Highway 51 through towns like Grenada and went on south to Jackson. I don't think they went through his hometown. James Meredith is from beautiful Kosciuszko, Mississippi, the birth city of one Oprah Winfrey. But James Meredith now, instead of marching 220 miles from Memphis to Jackson, he's now going to be marching through the lobby of the Peabody Hotel in Memphis as he'll be an honorary duck master. And I don't know when this is going to happen. This release does not have a specific date. Maybe maybe he's just going to do it a bunch. I would like to do that. In fact, just uh, what two years ago, I was in Memphis on the day or the week of the Liberty Bowl. And the Kansas State Wildcats were staying at the Peabody Hotel. I think they were. A lot of their fans were. And on the afternoon, I was in the Peabody Hotel. Guess what? The head coach of the K State Wildcats got to be the honorary duck master, and he helped lead the ducks through the lobby. It's a great tradition. They do this in Memphis twice a day. Ducks come from the roof of the Peabody, the historic hotel in downtown Memphis. And they march out to the little fountain in the lobby and hang out for a few minutes, and then the Duckmaster takes them back up to their little perch on top of the Peabody's roof. And Coach Klein or Kilman, I should know his name because he used to be the North Dakota State coach, he got to be the honorary Duckmaster. And I got to see that. That was pretty neat. I had never been at the Peabody Hotel when they had so-called honorary Duckmasters. One of the cool things, if I ever get rich enough, I want to get one of those walking canes that they sell there in the Peabody Hotel. And they have really cool walking canes that have a duck where you grab with your hand. So you're grabbing on the duck's beak when you want to go walking. I don't think they're all that expensive. If y'all want to get me one for Halloween, I'll be happy to take it off your hands. (laughs) But a really, really neat thing. Let's go to Texas. You know, everything's bigger in Texas, right? Well, how about a private lake in Freestone County And it can be yours just 90 minutes away from Dallas if you have $110 million. This lake is the largest private lake in all of Texas. The Fairfield Lake in Freestone County. As you have that extra $110 million to spend on this, man, you could do some big-time fishing, Craig Faulkner, and this one. The property is on more than 5,000 acres, and it includes paved roads, several boat launches, and a hardwood forest. It's surrounded by more than 21 miles of undeveloped and elevated shoreline. Fairfield Lake offers great choices for entertainment, investment development, and more. Oh, man, don't let a bunch of houses get built. This this is beautiful. Fairfield Lake, Freestone County, Texas. Now, bear with me, y'all. Texas is kind of a big place. So let me go to my cheater over here and tell you exactly where this lake's located as it's in not all that far from Dallas. Freestone County is located in the east central part of Texas. So on a map it would be southeast of Dallas. It would be essentially north of College Station, north of Huntsville, kind of right on the border with the Piney Woods section of Texas. Fairfield is the County seat of this county, and Freestone County has about twenty thousand residents. So, man, this this is just awesome. Fairfield Lake, private-owned lake. Mm, man, what I would do if I won the lottery today, I'd be getting me a lake in Texas. I don't need a ranch; I need a lake. And you can get a lake if you got one hundred and ten million dollars. All right, let's finish up our headlines from across the southeast with what's going on this time of year. For a lot of you, you're wanting to see some pretty leaves, and you want to go to the mountains and see pretty leaves, especially in, let's say, the Blue Ridge Mountains or or go on the Blue Ridge Parkway, Smoky Mountains and more. Researchers from Clemson University have put out a press release this week talking about fall foliage, and they say from an elevation of almost 5,500 feet near Devil's Courthouse Mountain, right on the western edge of Pisgah National Forest. There's no evidence of drought stress, and you will find a full canopy of leaves that have remained on the deciduous trees, those that shed their leaves annually. So we've seen a lot of rain. We've seen some high temperatures this year. But according to a professor at Clemson University, Don Hagen, he says that there's been plenty of rain, so the trees are happy. That Also, they've been lucky that there hasn't been major windstorms in at least the Appalachian Mountains. And although it's rather windy now, he's talking about major hurricanes passing through like Hurricane Michael did back in 2018. So fall foliage in at least the Blue Ridge Mountains, and if you go up and down the Blue Ridge Parkway, it ought to be some good sights here pretty soon if you want to get out and explore the south and i would say likely the ozarks are going to be in that same category maybe some of the hill country of texas should be just fine yeah there's been plenty of rain which should mean the trees have been rather well fed and maybe they've got plenty of beautiful colors now showing off for you if you can get your way to these great places that have mountains in the southeast We will talk about other great places besides mountains in the next segment. Stay tuned. There are some great festivals going on across Dixie this weekend, and I'll kind of rattle through a few of them, if you will, as the Y'all Show Talk with a Southern Accent gets going right after this break.
1: My doctor told me my blood pressure is borderline. I figured I could worry about it or do something about it. So I took control with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. It works safely and naturally to help maintain healthy blood pressure with a custom blend of garlic, vitamins, and minerals. And it's odor-free. I'm taking charge with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula.
6: These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed.
2: Get firm. We don't have to feel like dirt anymore, though love's not her. Baby, it's our turn. We were always looking for tuna with our heads in the
0: And if you get a chance to drive south this weekend across the south, there are some great festivals and more going on. Let's start off in the Mountain State in Milton, West Virginia this weekend. Hmm, this sounds delish. The 2021 West Virginia Pumpkin Festival goes on through Sunday in West Virginia. Just across the mountains in Virginia this weekend, some of the fun includes in Richmond, the 2021 Richmond Folk Festival. Also in Suffolk, it's the Suffolk Peanut Fest going on Saturday. Got a roller coaster or a Ferris wheel also there. That's going on there. Hey, i got to throw this one out too in Virginia Beach this weekend. Mm -mm. The Donut Fest at the convention center there in Virginia Beach, Virginia. This weekend in the state of Arkansas, there's plenty of fun to be found, including if you go throughout the state, Eureka Springs. It's the hillberry music festival not hillbilly the hillberry music festival that's at the farm in eureka springs also in weiner arkansas it might be pronounced viner the arkansas rice festival association presents the arkansas rice festival for this year that's going on in that section of the arkansas delta and in batesville arkansas it's the 41st arkansas scottish festival Oh, all you Presbyterians out there need to find yourself in Arkansas for that fun. Going on in the Sunshine State this weekend in Brooksville, it's the Fall Corn Festival and Pumpkin Fest that's going on this weekend. Dade City this weekend's got the Scarecrow Festival. And also in Largo, it's the DK Farm Festival weekend. In the state of North Carolina this weekend, you can go there and enjoy a good, good, good time including in Marion, it's the annual Mountain Glory Festival on Main Street that's Saturday and Sunday in Marion, North Carolina. Going on this weekend in Rocky Point, North Carolina, y'all need to get your plane tickets right now. At Old Homestead Farm in Rocky Point, it's the 2021 North Carolina Bacon Festival. <laughs> All right, in Cashers in western North Carolina at the Village Green of Cashers is the Cashers Valley Leaf Festival that's taking place this weekend. How about across the Smoky Mountains into Tennessee this weekend? Plenty of great choices. And War Trace, it's the Old Time Harvest Days. That's actually been going on since mid-September, and that continues this weekend. In Gainsborough, the Daily and Vincent Cumberland River Music Festival is going on this weekend. Nashville this is really cool we should have had a guest come on and promote this in Nashville at the War Memorial Auditorium this weekend the renewal of the Southern Festival of Books and this is the 33rd annual event going on this weekend and also going on in the state of Tennessee you have going on in Milan in West Tennessee the Milan Fall Festival that's Saturday all day lots of fun in that section of Gibson County in the state of Tennessee and the state of Maryland this weekend, if you make your way to Crab Cakes in Maryland and all that fun in that state this weekend, and Sunderland, Maryland, it's the Calvert Arts Festival, and then at the Crownsville, Maryland, you'll find on Generals Highway, the Maryland Renaissance Festival, all that taking place this weekend. How about what's going on in the heart of Dixie on this very busy, almost mid-October weekend? Gulf Shores this weekend, it's the 2021 national shrimp festival yum e Leeds this weekend it's the grand river fest going on at the outlet shops and also going on in aniana this weekend the covered bridge festival that's all day saturday in downtown aniana alabama north of birmingham kind of north of birmingham and south of gadsden In Georgia this weekend in Hiawassee, the Georgia Mountain Fall Fest that starts this weekend goes all the way to the 16th, not all that far from that section of Georgia. Also in the Georgia Mountains in Blairsville, it's the Blairsville Sorghum Festival that's taking place Saturday late afternoon. And then in another section of the state down in FDR's old town of Warm Springs, it's the Harvest Hoedown Festival at the Bullock House Restaurant, and that's going on this weekend. In the state of Kentucky, lots of fun across the bluegrass state this weekend, including in Brandenburg, Kentucky. This weekend, it's the Fall Fest taking place there. And got to make my reservations for this one in Livingston at Rock Castle Riverside in Livingston, Kentucky, Moonshiners Ball. That's taking place this weekend in South Carolina as we kind of wrap up the fun here of all of the great places to go across the South this weekend. This isn't a festival, it's just a good performance in Hanahan in the Charleston area at the Amphitheater amphitheater on Sunday. Sister Hazel performs, should be pretty cool. And how about where the track Too Tough to Tame is located, Darlington. This weekend, NASCAR is not front and center. It's the South Carolina Sweet Potato Festival. And it goes on in Darlington there in the PD portion of the Palmetto State. And that's going on this weekend. Let me throw in one more because we love our good Florida activities and more. And so this weekend did I I think I already covered Florida, sorry. Gets a little confusing here. I know I have not covered Louisiana. So let's throw in one more state into the mix and then we'll we'll call it a week. In Lafayette this weekend, it's Festivals Acadians at Creoles. That's at Girard Park that's going on this weekend and Right there on the north side of Lake Pontchartrain. How about this at Hammond on River Road. And this takes place both Saturday and Sunday. Hammond Eastside Magnet School Fall Festival. That's going on there. Also in that same area, I should throw this out there, in Covington, just, just a few miles away from Hammond. This weekend, to honor Cedric Burnside, going to be there. They've got Bluesberry Festival. Cedric Burnside, Eric Johansson, and a whole lot more performing at this of kind of blues fest in Covington, Louisiana. And that's going on this weekend. Thank y'all for putting up with me here as we tell you all these fun places to go as you get your October fun uh, going. We'll wrap up the y'all show right after this. Again, anytime you can connect to us here, simply reach out to us via text 803-816-1170. From Dixie with Love is headed your way next as we say goodbye for the week.
1: Tried learning a new language, but it never seems to stick. That's because there's more to language than learning vocab words. Babel is different. Babel's multiple ways to learn helps you explore every aspect of a new language anytime, right from your phone or computer. Practice real-life conversations in the Babel app. Como Get personalized help from an instructor in Babbel's live online classes.
2: Classes are limited to six people. We keep them small so everyone can get the help and practice they need.
1: Review words and phrases with fun games or dive into the culture with short videos. Whatever your learning motivation, Babbel gives you the tools you'll need to explore your new language. And Babbel is built around real life. Everything from the interactive lessons and live online classes to the podcasts and games will teach you things you'll actually use. So you're ready for real life conversations with Babbel, you can speak a new language. Babbel. More ways to explore. More ways to learn. Start learning today at That's babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. Babbel.com.
0: Well, thank you for being with us this week as we brought you plenty of great, great episodes of what's going on across the Southeast. Hope your weekend is filled with great food, maybe a great time with friends or family, or maybe a little bit of both. I know I'll be doing some traveling. I'll have to report on it when we get back together. Next week, I will tell you just to be advised if you're a podcast listener or you're listening to us on one of our great stations, across the southeast most of our shows next week will be the best of shows and we will not be putting out brand new episodes on our podcast but if you're listening to us on one of our radio stations you're likely going to be hearing recent episodes but not necessarily a brand new episode for that day i do think we'll have a new show at least one day next week and even into the next week we may have a couple of best of y'all shows as we're doing some fall traveling And that's the reason for that slight change. But we are doing our best to keep the South alive and promoting it. And that's what we do here on Y'all. And we invite you again to go to our website, YALL.com. It's the South's homepage. And there on that site, you'll see the Y'all Show podcast. And go there and give it a listen. Don't forget, the Y'all Show is on Facebook. Just search for YALL.com on Facebook. And please follow our page on that great social media option john rawl thanking you again for being part of the fun y'all have a great couple of days and we'll see you when we get back here again
7: Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.